Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Us, the new film written and directed by Jordan Peele. I'm sorry, excuse me. The new nightmare from the visionary mind of Jordan Peele. This film stars Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke. The IMDb plot summary reads, A family's serenity turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begins to terrorize them. This movie has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which is fresh. And it opened this weekend to about $70 million, which is second only to Avatar for an original live-action film. The cinema score was a B, which is kind of lukewarm. Although on a horror film, you kind of have to grade on a curve. But it's lukewarm when you compare it to what audiences gave Jordan Peele's previous film, Get Out. Uh, that got an A- minus from audiences. So this one, it may be a little more divisive. But, you know, before we talk about this, let's talk about Get Out, which came out two years ago. That film uh, it won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. It was, I think, one of the most profitable films in terms of, like, cost to revenue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it cost, like, $5 million. I mean, it made close to 200 Yeah, that's a cash cow. So uh, that was a huge film. I mean, critically acclaimed blockbuster, uh, Oscar-winning film. And it turned Jordan Peele pretty much just, you know, with one film from a sketch comedy guy to, uh, you know, someone who celebrated kind of as like the next Hitchcock and kind of like this, um, you know, modern master of like social horror, I guess. What what did you think of Get Out? I mean, it wasn't my best movie. It (laughs) wasn't the worst movie. A lot of people were really blown away. I mean, it was different. It was a unique concept. I mean, it was it was definitely original, and um, I, I definitely appreciated that. What, what issues I mean, the, did you have? The, the movie was just lukewarm for me. Did, I didn't really relate to it. Sure. I did you find it? Did you find it scary? Not really. I mean, it was suspenseful, but I mean, not scary. I mean, the plot twist was interesting. Yeah, I guess in the third act, you know, here's some spoilers. The white, the white minds into Bl- right black bodies. Yeah. Yeah, spoilers for Get Out, if you haven't seen it. But yeah, the third act, it kind of reveals that like the ultimate plan is, you know, these white people, they're taking their brains <laughs> and transplanting them into African-American bodies. Uh, that's kind of where the movie like went off the rails for me. Like that, that was just a hard one to swallow. Like that doesn't make any sense, like thematically. Well, scientifically, it, right? Mean, like like, like practically, just... like what are we talking about here? Like pretty much as soon as he wakes up in that chair, strapped in, like the movie totally goes off the rails for me. Yeah. Like we're, a, I mean, we're in like Twilight Zone. We're in science fiction territory. Yeah. Like, like it's so nuts where that movie goes. I don't even understand it on a thematic level. Like that's not. That's not a thing that I'm aware of, like wanting to be in a black body. <laughs> that's I don't know if, the, if that's some sort of phenomenon that I'm just not aware of. But that's again, that, that's another theme that like did kind of went over my head. Yeah, I guess. yeah that that didn't that didn't make sense to me. But again, Oscar winning smash. I mean, it turned him into I mean, the next big deal. And this movie, Us, you could argue its opening was fueled mainly by just the, the hype and uh, the goodwill. Get out. From Get Out. Yeah, just that kind of residual goodwill. So, um, 
Yeah, what what did you think of, of us? Oh my god, I hated it so much. <laughs> this was probably the worst movie uh, of this year so far. I am being so serious. Do not go see it. Are you talking like worse than Isn't It Romantic? Yes. Mm. Again, it just was very weird. They, they dropped comedy into this. The acting was horrible. I mean, it just it did not catch me. I thought it was just so contrived and just trying to be something that it wasn't. <laughs> well, okay. What, what do you think this movie was trying to be? What 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 is this? What is scary? Oh, okay. I mean, well, I mean, that's what it's being sold as. It's being sold as a scary ride. But having seen it, I mean, it's not really scary. What what would you say this movie is is trying to be? What what do you think this movie is trying to say? I honestly, I have no idea. I don't understand the purpose of the the doppelgangers. Yeah, the doppelgangers—they're known as the tethered. Yeah. Right, and they're tethered to their their doppelgangers up up in the the regular society. And whatever the regular society is doing, the doppelganger is doing in the tunnels. Is is that what's happening? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the literally the first thing you see is text on screen. Yeah. Talking about how there's millions of miles of tunnels underneath, uh, just running underneath uh, America. All throughout America, yeah. and no one knows what these tunnels are used for, and that it's very random, and all, very all, random text. Yeah. And, and then like, after okay, that is a very long pull-out scene of a wall of rabbits, and like it was so long and so slow. That's when I knew we were in trouble. I was like, oh my god, get me out of here. That that's that's when I and knew we were in ended trouble. Ended with a scene like that too, and I'm like. Well, why? Well, let's back up before we actually get to that wall of rabbits. The movie is actually it delivers its its I would argue its first and only good scene, which is when the girl, young Adelaide, goes into the Hall of Mirrors yes. and finds her doppelganger. That's a, they opening the opening set piece at the amusement park. I would argue is actually very well done. Yes, and it's pretty atmospheric, and it, you know it kind of leads up to a very creepy moment. It's it sets you up for a movie that doesn't ever really arrive but there's evidence in that scene that jordan peele knows what he's doing as a director and he can create some atmosphere and some mood and some tension and it just yeah it kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger she she sees her doppelganger you know the music rises and then we cut out to a wall of rabbits (laughs) and that's yeah that's that's when you know you're kind of in trouble (laughs) and we stay on that wall of rabbits for the entire opening titles (laughs) Yes, it was like I wanted to kill somebody at that time, and it was only the beginning of the movie. I think I, I remember you like kind of glancing at me, like, "What is this? <laughs> like, what are we looking at?" It was. I mean, it's kind of a bold move. There are many artistic flourishes throughout this movie. Like Jordan Peele, he is marching to his own drummer. This feels, for better or worse, like an uncompromised vision. Yes. Like, yeah, like this is... This is what I want. Well, I think he's able to do that because the the budget is so minimal. He, he still kept it low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, smart on him to make the movie he wanted. I guess I just wish he made a movie that everyone else wanted also. But I guess, I mean... It, but people have. People saw it. People are giving it a B minus or B plus. A, a B. A I mean, B. That, well, yeah, that indicates... I mean, B is nothing great. That means, you know, a lot of people gave it an A. A lot of people were way lower. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is... And considering the hype and the goodwill that he had, I think people sat down ready to give this thing an A. Yes. I would argue. 
Probably. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I can say that. I think people were primed for this I, film. I will tell you, my, my colleague saw the movie as well. And, you know, I reached out to him asking what his thoughts were. And he was just like, this is the worst movie. I want my money back. And then you, you come across, you know, I think you, you told me that, you know, in order to really get a good grasp on this movie, you have to watch it twice. Uh, that's not, not me telling you that. I that's know, what I'm seeing online. I'm seeing I'm all these articles. I'm not giving this movie another $20. Like, let's be real. My, my argument is like a movie has to work well enough on its own terms the first time around. To warrant a second viewing. Look. I mean, I watched The Usual Suspects. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Like, let's... I mean, let's talk about that. Like, I know all about how a movie can be improved on repeat viewings. I'll give you an example. You know, Ridley Scott's The Counselor. I saw that in the theater. And I was not that impressed with that film. But I felt compelled to go back to it. Yeah. And I've seen it many times since then. And it's become since one of my favorite movies. But there was always something compelling me to go back. And you also said that uh, too about Star is Born. I mean, you liked it, but... I wanted to go back yeah. to it. This is not a movie... Uh, mm -hmm. No, I mean, uh, I, can, I can go many years <laughs> without, I mean, without revisiting the world of us. Yeah. But... This puts it on the level of mama for me. <laughs> well, it's, I've seen it be compared to mother. And let's actually talk about... Mother, sorry. Yeah, well, let's... Yeah, let's compare this to mother real quick. Because uh, similar things are kind of going on. But mother is very... In the end, it's explicitly a metaphor. It can really only be read as a metaphor. Yeah. It's also, I would argue, very, like, a lot tighter. And, like, Darren Aronofsky is way more in control of what he is trying to do and communicate. Us is feels all over the place and yeah. what it's, it's trying to say. And its themes, I'm sure there's a whole bunch that he's baked into this. The themes feel very muddled in yeah. terms of how they're being communicated. So... <laughs> How, how long was this movie? It was under two hours. It felt... It felt long. It felt long. Well, it has that... You know, and we'll save some spoilers for, you know, after the break. But the whole third act feels kind of like this extended, kind of unnecessary yeah. <laughs> explanation of everything. So it's kind of like when you feel like the film is wrapping up, it, it kind of goes an extra inning. Yeah. So the film is oddly paced. I mean, is a repeat viewing going to fix the pacing problems? No. <laughs> uh, I also... I feel like this movie is built... Entirely just on like visual motifs, yeah, and uh, like visual clues and Easter eggs, and that's all fine and good. But you need like good characters, <laughs> and you need like a like a fucking story to tell. <laughs> Were you able to kind of predict the ending? Uh, I the ending I guess didn't really come as a surprise. Okay, so it, like yeah, it, like the sixth sense was a surprise to me. Like sure. that just like changed my world. Right. You know, and, and you know, that's you see what dead I people, yeah. Well, that's what I, I expected in, in movies like this. You expect a Sixth Sense level twist? Yes. That's expecting a lot. Why? <laughs> I mean, there's only one Sixth Sense. I know. It's a, sh it's a shame. But, uh, you know, let's, let's back it up. Um, I thought Lapita was not good. She she was not a good actress in this. People are calling for an Oscar. For her? Are you kidding? <sighs> like, her doppelganger is I'm, hilarious. Like, it is. she's not scary. She talks yeah. like this. It's more irritating. Yeah. And just weird and off-putting than it is scary. But I don't, I mean, in hindsight, I don't even think Jordan Peele is really even going for scares. Even though, even though, like he's on Twitter saying "Us" is a horror movie, 
This movie doesn't feel like it's going for scares because it continually undercuts well, itself. Well, it's more gory than anything else. I mean, you're killing children. I mean, you're killing everybody. But during these scenes, I mean, usually he's like play, playing a, a fun pop tune, like the Beach Boys or N.W.A. Like it's. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. So let's, I guess, let, let's back it up. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah. So this movie, you know, it's about this family who goes on a trip, and you know, on the trip, they kind of they meet their like their drunk buddies, played by Tim Heidecker. Uh, shout out to Temple alum Tim Heidecker and uh, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. And they've got they're wealthy. I mean, I think the I guess everyone's kind of wealthy. Think, here. Everybody's kind of wealthy because they've got be. I mean, houses by the beach. They're in Santa Cruz. In Santa Cruz, right? yeah. Okay. And then, um, so the entire time, Lupita Nyong'o, she's kind of uh, on edge. She's kind of uneasy. And we don't really know why, because again, like the opening scene kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger. Yeah. Kind of like a frustrating cliffhanger. Like, I mean, like, show us, like, show us, like, what happened. (laughs) Because when you don't, it does, it makes us feel like you're, you're fucking with us. Yeah. Like you're playing some kind of game. Turns out that's the case. I guess that's why the ending is kind of easy to predict. So... (laughs) She's uneasy, and then, you know, the family, like, later that night, they are terrorized by an evil version of themselves. And this version, they're all wearing red jumpsuits. Yeah. They're all chasing them around with gold scissors. (laughs) Yeah, which I don't understand. I don't, I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um... It's, yeah, like, all that stuff feels like, again, kind of, like, fussy, like, visual, uh, like, irritating bullshit from Jordan Peele. Like, I don't need that stuff. I don't need to decode, like, the visual meanings of, like, why she's wearing, uh, like, red jumpsuit. What does it say why she's wearing a red jumpsuit? Do you know? Well, apparently, apparently you can dig up plenty of interviews with Jordan Peele where he goes into, he has elaborate backstories for the tethered, and he has answers for, like, this and that and everything. Then how come we didn't put that in the movie? I, he, I guess he, he wants the audience to like put themselves in the movie or something. Let me also say this. The day after we saw it, you said something to me like, are we even qualified to talk about this because we're white? <laughs> M- movies, movies should be just movies. Yes. Regardless of who's behind the camera and who's in front of the camera. you know. And as you know, and as I've talked before, my favorite movie of last year, uh, you know, written and directed by a, a black man starring a mostly black cast. It was called Sorry to Bother You great film whether the, whether or not that movie was directly made for me just the creativity yeah. and the filmmaking energy in that it, it made was. it made it my it favorite was, it, was it made cool. it my favorite yeah. just hands down so yeah i don't know the answer to like you know are we qualified to talk about this well because <laughs> i mean maybe some of the nuances and some of the things in this film yeah is specifically for well, there is, uh, you know uh the black culture and you know that kind of thing that you know i i've just never been su- subjected to well there is there's something i want to read uh along those lines this is from richard newby title of his article looking at us through black identity and trump's america Jordan Peele's follow-up to his hit 2017 film Get Out offers a complex look at the duality of humanity, particularly that which exists within ourselves, us, and the United States, the U.S. Us is more ambitious and more difficult to analyze than Peele's first film, though no less of a tremendous work. As a result, there are a myriad of valid theories that can emerge from the film. This feels by design... And surely Peel wants his audience to leave with questions that lead to their own answers. Us, like so much of horror, is political. How we as individuals see our contemporary politics reflected in the film is the question. 
But I think that it may be the first horror film of its kind to truly dismantle Trump's America and how we as people, especially black people, fit into it. One other thing, uh, this was written by Simon Abrams, just as far as like the, the possible thesis of the film. We, okay. are, we are only united by our refusal to understand or at least recognize each other. We are not the world. We lack introspection and desperately want to destroy ourselves, each other. I mean, I get that. Right. Uh, so, like, yeah, us is kind of like a deconstruction of, like, the American myth, the American well, dream. Well, I get that and, and, and wanting to destroy each other. I mean, that's the first thing the doppelgangers do. Instead of going out and kind of creating their own world or their own life, they had to go and destroy people that were already up their mission, in daylight. Their mission was vengeance. Yes. But they also had no souls. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Some things we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to kind of talk about uh, in spoilers because there's there's many questions about yeah. the, about the tethered. But yeah, that uh, one line, uh, you know, from Richard Newbies where he says, you know, it this film offers a complex look at the duality of humanity. That 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 seems real generous. <laughs> like the I duality wish... of humanity. What one dumb and the other like. <laughs> fighting for their lives i mean i don't i don't get it well i don't know if red you know the tethered one if she was dumb she just she had her windpipe crushed and that's why she couldn't talk although none of the other tethered could talk winston dukes yeah he was just like grunting and yeah grunting. i was laughing yeah they was, they all the, the tethered did not know how to talk it's um yeah if, if i think if the movie was like successful at being a look at the duality of humanity, which I think is part of what Jordan Peele's trying to get at. Like we are our own worst enemy. Yeah, he said that repeatedly. I get that. Yeah, yeah, that that's very obvious. Yeah, I'm trying to like I'm I'm going back in my mind right now about this movie, and I just again, even though it was I sold as horror, I don't think his that. intent was to, to was really to scare in the traditional sense. The, the movie doesn't have a lot of overt like social themes along the lines of get out get out was very clear about like what it was saying yeah uh, this movie isn't clear about so anything i don't understand what they're what they're talking about when it's you know trump's america yeah i i did i did not get any of that in this movie i i think and, and to be honest when i go to the movies like i you know having all of this like you know secret nuances <laughs> and all this bullshit. We well, shouldn't have to search the internet and I read interviews to like, like decode a movie. That's why I did not like Mother because I had to do that with Mother too. I thought Mother worked I mean, right I'm there in the not, theater. I, I just well, that's a difference. I mean, except for yeah, that, that's not a good date movie. No. Well, yeah, we'll put that as like the gold standard. <laughs> not not a good date <laughs> not movie. Not a good date movie. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, I think was mostly dull. I, I would I would argue, and yeah, like just the premise alone. You know, like a, a woman is stalked by her, like her dark shadow. That should be a great setup for a horror movie that really works. Yeah, no, like that. Like that, that should have been like really cool. That should write itself. But I think Jordan Peele is. He, I don't think he's interested in traditional scares, and I want to give that to his credit. Yeah. He's not interested in traditional scares. This isn't. This doesn't play out like a typical home invasion movie because we've seen home invasion thrillers, yeah, right? Yeah. And and this does not play out like that. I mean, once the invaders come in, the tethered come in. I mean, I don't even know how to explain what happens. <laughs> like, I mean, the movie just kind of scatters in a bunch of different directions. I think it was just it was just too long. I, I feel like a horror as well as comedy need to be ninety minutes. And you know, honestly, I felt like having that woman and, and the shadow. 
And that could have been cool, but having the family aspect to it was probably not... A bit much. Yeah. A bit much. Yeah, and again, like, everyone's, like, wearing kooky outfits and kooky masks, and everything's just a little... Everything feels a little fussy and just a little a little try-hard. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it feels a little try-hard. But again, I'm not even sure what it's trying hard to do. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not... Yeah, it's not... It's not. It doesn't seem committed to scaring us. Because going into this, you know, after Get Out, I'm thinking Jordan Peele. He, you know, he's he's positioning himself, uh, you know, as kind of like the next Alfred Hitchcock or the next John Carpenter. You know, a scary guy. But after watching this, I feel like he's he's angling to be like the next Tarantino or something. Because he, well, likes, yeah, because I mean, I there's, get a lot, that. there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of comedy in there. I mean, like comedy and pop music mixed with, with violence. Yeah, and look, there's one Tarantino, and Tarantino isn't making horror movies. He's making like very specific genre pastiches. He uses comedy very sparingly and very deliberately. He I mean, he makes satirical films. And it, again, Jordan Peele, like, if this movie is a satire, I don't know what its target is. <laughs> I don't know what it's satirizing other than, I guess, America. At one point, they're like, you know, who are you? And then Red is like, you know, we're Americans. <laughs> what, I mean, what do you take away from that? Like, what, what does, like, does that give any weight to you? Like, what, what does that mean? For me, that probably means... Because that's a loaded line. It is a loaded line. That, that's about all you get, really. As far as motivation. And, and, on, and I kind of feel like that's probably bringing in the immigration issues that we're having now, you know, with undocumented people living under the, you know, sure. in the tunnels. Yeah. They were, they lived here. They were raised here. That's something. And um, I think it's probably going the immigration route. I mean, what do you think about like the hands across America motif? That keeps going on. So I guess the hands across America, that was... That's a real thing that happened in the 80s. It yeah, was like a for... failed attempt to like raise awareness for hunger, I believe. Um, and they did not reach their goal <laughs> in the 80s. But this movie references it and then brings it back. But with this one... But, but that had a clear purpose. I don't know what the purpose of this one was. I guess we'll have to dive into that more in spoilers. Because I'm not sure either. I think there are theories... <laughs> But again, it's very murky. Yeah. And it feels just like a grab bag of like Jordan Peele's like stoned out subconscious. <laughs> like just some random pop culture stuff just kind of into this blender of nonsense. <laughs> you know, I'll say this one last thing before we get to spoilers. Because there's so much comedy in here and because Jordan Peele obviously has a comedy background and he clearly leans in that direction and he's proven that visually. He's a very skilled director. Like can't take that away from him. I would love to see him make an actual comedy. <laughs> like, I would too. People are not yeah. making comedies anymore. Again, this is another like funny guy who's kind of given up comedy, you know, along with like Jonah Hill. Uh, yeah, I feel like Seth Rogen is like one of the last few who's committed to like doing big but screen. But when Seth, when what's Seth Rogen's last movie? Well, he has a movie coming out, Long Long Shot. Oh, okay. I'm trying to date Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, he's he's still at it, but yeah, everyone else has pretty much given up. Like, we need good comedies, and Jordan Peele, I feel like, is definitely capable. Who who could make like a great comedy if he committed to it? Yeah. Because I don't think he can commit to making a great horror film. <laughs> like in my book, he's like two for two, like two horror movies that just aren't very scary to me. I mean, but we're we're in the minority on this. I mean, absolutely. We one hundred percent. Yeah, we we cop to that. Uh, absolutely. I'm definitely in the minority on Get Out. You know, it's. Uh, I think reaction is split uh, on us. I don't think we're in the minority on on us. <laughs> I could be wrong. 
we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to uh, get into some spoilers for us. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into some spoilers for Jordan Peele's Us. If you haven't seen the film, uh, you know, give it a watch. Come on back. I guess for me, part of the tension is like, you know, are these tethered? Is this like a hallucination, like a subconscious? Is this metaphorical? Like, what's going on here? And for a long time, you know, I I kind of resigned myself. Like, we're never going to figure out. Or the ghosts, like, is it? Yeah, there's a couple questions in the air. He he leaves a lot of questions dangling throughout the film. And for a long time, I'm thinking, you know, okay, I guess we're never going to get the answer to what happened to Adelaide in the opening scene. We're never going to know who these tethered are. And I, I guess I'm just going to have to resign myself to that and just kind of roll with what it, wherever this movie's going. And then, you know, a few scenes later, it's like, oh, no, this movie's going to answer everything. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's going to literalize every, everything. Every single thing. Like, questions you did not like want to know the answer to yeah. <laughs> this movie is going to give you so, weird answers to yeah so at the <laughs> at the beginning uh, you know it only shows adelaide and her doppelganger looking at each other and then you know closer to the ending they realize no the doppelganger actually crushes adelaide's windpipe that's why she talks so weird and pulls her down into the tunnels and she the doppelganger takes her place in the world well, and that's kind of skipping over, like, the whole reveal that these doppelgangers are living underground yeah, in a network. That used to be monitored by scientists and used to have schools, used to have everything underground. But something happened, which I didn't get with the scientists. They just I, stopped. I don't even remember the whole scientist bit. <laughs> But, I mean, I that mean was... there were there was classrooms downstairs. Well, cla- I, mean, I remember classrooms. Were, I don't you know, remember a whole bunch of bunny rabbits. I don't understand the bunny rabbits. Well, that's what they were eating to survive. They were eating bunny rabbit. <laughs> well, I guess so, since they procreate. Well, like... she makes a line like, you know, I could only eat rabbit meat, you know, while you ate such and such. So yeah, they're surviving on rabbits. Uh, it's, it's like just I said, like a it's, bonkers it's just being mirrored. You know, everything the. You know, the people did up in, you know, the regular world, they did down in the tunnels, which means giving birth, getting married. It, it, that's all happening in the tunnels as well. <laughs> and why? But to little monsters. And why Why is that? Why are their realities mirrored, even though they're... Too- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they got the DNA. Like, I don't know. Like, he, I, I don't understand it. It's real. It's real weird. It's real weird. It's just—is it just that every every person out there has got a doppelganger or maybe that's, um, a tethered, and maybe that's what it's going after? That's just hidden underground. I wish it left certain details kind of just more metaphorical, I guess. But it really it it tries to literalize as much as possible. And yeah, we see like you know people above ground doing things, and then it's mirrored underground as if they're like magnetized to each yeah. other. And it, it, like it just uh, it doesn't make any sense. It, no, it, it do- doesn't. It, it like doesn't, I don't I don't understand it, it at all. It doesn't. And well, then, I mean, it's baffling. Yeah, and, and so you know we don't know that the doppelganger actually switched, but lo and behold, the doppelgangers don't have souls. Is they that can, is that revealed as yeah, a thing? When is that revealed? At the end, when you find out about the tethered and she, there you're in the tunnels, right? And she's doing the hands piece thing with the scissors and the... The hands across America. The hands across America, but doing it in... the classroom? In the classroom with paper. Okay. 
and she's explaining it then where they figured out how to replicate humans but they didn't know how to replicate the soul okay that that's jogging my memory yeah i think i do remember a line like that yeah and so I think but the doppelganger you know now i mean she was able to act and kind of like form this rebellion well, she formed the rebellion down down that in the I, tunnels. I think the rebellion is inspired by the Hands Across America thing, right? Which she saw like on TV. Yeah, at the very yeah, that and the, was and the, the last first, thing that she saw. And the, yeah, in the first scene like that, that's on that's playing on TV, Hands Across America, and then they organize that all the tethered as kind of their protest to like kill everyone. Or hey, you know we're here too type deal. <laughs> Right, but all the tethered, they're all going around killing their doppelgangers. Yes. I, I guess I would, I would say, I would argue the worst scene, the scene where I've really checked out, like uh, when Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss get murdered, I guess something about like the, the pop music playing in that scene that just kind of like irritated me. Maybe, that, then, maybe that's just me. And then me. you have to think about it. So you have a, a, a mom that, you know, she doesn't have a soul creating two babies do they not have souls or are they like half and half i i guess that's one of the ambiguous mysteries that you ponder on a second viewing no thanks let's let, let's pony up for for a second go around yeah i just i, I don't think so um <laughs> you know it's a little gory for my for my taste too i mean i'm more sure. of a um paranormal type person but again you know, more than a but again a lot slasher. of the, a lot of the gore is played for laughs with tarantino at least you know what you're signing up for uh, uh, jordan peele deliberately sold this as a horror film yeah and he's he's playing fuck around games <laughs> as far as i'm concerned and he you know to make a real horror film you have to commit to generating suspense and generating tension and actual payoffs yeah. of suspense and tension. And he's not interested in that. And it, I would argue his deconstruction isn't, isn't very interesting to me. One of the things also to ponder is, you know, that the doppelganger was able to learn language, was able to right. learn yeah, I don't, I don't dance, think... was able to learn, you know, just how to communicate. Sure. Yeah, I don't think the doppelgangers are, are stupid. They just, they're just living underground eating rabbits, so they don't know any better. Yeah. And they're going nuts. They haven't seen the sun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... Where, where do they get the jumpsuits from? I don't know. How about those golden scissors? I don't know. Why, also, why golden scissors? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Shit like that irritates me. And it's such I, a, a, a like important part of the movie, too. With the scissors? The scissors and the jumpsuits. And... Well, it's, yeah. All of that stuff, all the visual cues, all the like the coordinated costumes and set design, it feels, just feels like fussy visual affectation. It's it feels like it's Jordan Peele showing off uh, a little bit, and it's it, the best way to show off is when you're delivering the goods. Yeah, you know, like feel free to strut around if you're delivering the goods. That's what Tarantino does, but make sure you're delivering the goods. And this again, sold as a horror film, there, there's no tension. I was falling asleep. like before the invasion. You were. I was you I was were falling. falling I was struggling. Yeah. I was struggling to stay awake and focused on this film. And yeah, once it actually gets worse once the invasion, the home invasion happens because the movie really just kind of collapses. Yeah. And 
just a bunch of muddled thematic cues and nonsense plot twists. So, so yeah. So, Patrick, what do you think? Would you give it? Um, <laughs> I think it's a, a real great film. Well, no, like, what score would you give it? And then I'm would you? I'm curious about yours. I, I would give rated it a, a good date movie. Or not. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to like pile on too much on this film because it's original. Yeah. And I've you know I've said this earlier. Like it, it is uncompromising. It's defiantly weird, and usually weird to me is a good virtue for a film. Here, the weirdness oh, yeah. is just, it's kind of off-putting. But we're also the kind of people that love Cloud Atlas, which not many people did. <laughs> so. I would argue Cloud Atlas also delivers the goods. It, it brings its stories out to the audience. It's not like fucking around, like obscuring anything. Like it is bringing it all out to the audience. And you might be like, this is too much for me. Yeah. But it, the movie's succeeding at what it's trying to do. And they also had doppelgangers. <laughs> there's a lot of weird costuming and prosthetics going on in that movie i mean yeah that that's a great ambitious you know risk-taking film you know not for everyone but yeah i don't even know who uh, us is for other than jordan peele like like who do who, who do you recommend us to uh, other than like Jordan Peele and like I would his have to recommend a movie if i liked it and i didn't so i'm gonna give this um cinema score d i i'm yeah i'm i'm a c and only because it's original and it pulled in adults. Yeah. I, I respect anyone who is out there making original shit and can successfully pull in adults. Yeah. Really tough to get adults in. I feel like... Really tough to get a movie like this made. Absolutely. And it's... So, I, I feel like I'm seeing it more much, and more. More, uh, you know, much respect, a lot of props. Plenty of props. Yeah. Super hard to do, but I guess I, when you're in that position of privilege... To not only direct, but you're writing a movie that you're directing and you're doing it on a studio level. You're in a position to reach a lot of adults. And uh, I'm just, I'm seeing a lot of examples where, you know, youngish filmmakers who are in that opportunity are really just kind of indulging in films for themselves. And I'm thinking of movies like, you know, Bad Times at El Royale, uh, you know, movies like Baby Driver, movies, uh, movie like Dunkirk. <laughs> These are all movies that just like are not super generous to their audience. They're generous to their directors. I mean, it's really easy to entertain yourself. Uh, it's I mean, it's hard to entertain people, you know, just looking for a release on like a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, that's hard to do. I mean, it's you have to respect your audience. <laughs> yeah, but he's making money, so I mean, I, I mean, it's uh, there you sec go. second to James Cameron. Yeah. I mean, so like, who, who are we? Yeah. And look, between me and Jordan Peele, I mean, I'm I'm criticizing the guy's writing. Between me and Jordan Peele, one of us has an Oscar for writing an original screenplay. One of us definitely does not. So, uh, you know, I can, yeah, I mean, take all that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but that... Uh, but I would not recommend this as a date movie. No, it's a horrible... Uh, afterwards, you're like, I could have stayed at home watching Grey's Anatomy. I, that's what I said. That's, that's what I said. That's how good a no, date movie it's I, not. I said I'm. I was pissed off because I couldn't. I was missing Grey's Anatomy for this movie. For, yeah, to watch us. We'll watch the movie again, and you'll have a better time. No thanks. That's us, written and directed by Jordan Peele. You can find more episodes on Anchor.fm/slash Movie Date Night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast. You can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. 
And until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening.